Are you looking for the newest and hottest in the world of pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on Powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 6,000 hours of the best events from over 150 of your favorite promotions from 20 different countries around the globe. Brands like Progress Wrestling, Evolve Wrestling, Combat Zone, Defy, PCW Ultra, PWX, Over the Top, Shine, and hundreds of others with fresh content added every day for only $5.99 per month. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. Hey, wrestling fans, this is Gary Michael Capetta, and you're listening to the All Night Long Wrestling Podcast with the Enforcer and the Stallion. It's the All Night Long Wrestling Podcast with the Enforcer. I believe they're called Enforcers, Gordon. I sell women's shoes. And the Stallion. Stallion, baby! I am not what you would call a handsome man. I'll kick you in the nuts and you'll smile at me and like it. All night! Hello everybody and welcome back to another edition of the All Night Long Wrestling Podcast. We are your host, he's the Stallion, I am the Enforcer. We're hot today. Not hot as in attractive, not hot as in temperature wise, hot as in mad. Hot as in angry. Hot, as in some would say, tight. Um, this week on the show, we're going to be talking everything AEW, double or nothing, coming to you live Saturday night on Bleacher Report Live. And the pre-show, the buy-in, I believe they call it, is going to be on YouTube. It is going to be a fantastic show, at least on paper. But before we get to that, I want to ask you, Joe Stallion, you asked me earlier today, today uh, for those who are wondering, we're recording this on Thursday afternoon at 7 o'clock at night. So AEW and NXT were last night. And uh, as Joe and I probably do the same thing, we watch AEW live and then get to NXT afterwards or whenever we can. And I thought NXT was actually probably uh, top to bottom a better show um, than AEW was last night for the first time in quite some time. I thought the matches were good. I thought some of the angles were good. But you, um, I had watched like half of it this morning. And you messaged me and you said, did you see the Roddy match yet? I was like, oh, no, actually, I was just about to start it. You were like, I would like to hear your opinion on what happened after the match, if you could. So uh, after the match concluded, I thought he had a pretty good match. Before we get to the negative, I thought he had a pretty good match with Sam Shaw. Is that fair to say? Dexter Loomis? Oh, yeah. Shit. Sorry. Yeah. Dexter. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Dexter Lumis. Shit. Um, there will be less dick references. All right. <laughs> oh, shit. Watch your fucking mouth. Sorry. Um, that's the best match I've ever seen Dexter Loomis in, right? Like, I don't know how many Sam Shaw or Dexter Loomis matches you've seen. Yeah, I don't have that best of Sam Shaw comp tape yet. So, uh, yes, I would say that's 
probably the best uh, Sam Shaw Dexter Loomis match I've seen to date. Anybody in the Undisputed Era could carry you and I to at least a four star match. I feel uh, safe in saying, but. So I watched the match, and it was a really good match. Roddy won, which was the right move. But right afterwards, I was like, oh, man, Roddy didn't job. Super happy about that. And then you hit me with, just wait. <laughs> so so I, I'm like, all right. So I finished I, I finish watching. Joe, what did I text you afterwards, and what did you expect me to say to you? <laughs> uh, I think you mentioned that the, the – uh somewhat awkward uh, cut of the video from the Velveteen Dream jumping from the top turnbuckle over the barricade on the outside of the ring to the concrete floor to deliver a flying elbow drop onto Adam Cole, during which they clearly cut the camera angle to, uh, I guess, piece together two different pieces of footage that they had of him jumping off the top turnbuckle and then probably from somewhere much closer and less dangerous to land on Adam Cole. I could not I could have edited that on clip art the way they put that together. I don't I I I'm so fucking mad at this. Like I and it and what I said to you and you said, "Yep, that's it." So like that's the thing that that whole match and afterwards stuck out to you, right? That's the thing that you remember. Yeah. Yeah, unfortunately. I mean, like, the match itself was okay. I mean, I mean we talked a little bit about the uh, the Dexter Loomis being a babyface, kind of being strange, um, and then him and Velveteen Dream kind of being friends. I think also strange uh, for various. Cool, because Velveteen, things. yeah, Velveteen Dream um, likes children, and Dexter Loomis is a serial killer. He's over eighteen, yeah. So I don't know what the deal is with that, um, but uh, yeah, and then yeah, that that elbow <laughs> drop thing was just kind of like like why why like why why bother? They could do anything. They've done so many different like gimmicky you know, type moves with like running through the barricade or, you know, off the stage through a table, like all this stuff. And they had to try this, I guess. I don't know if they were trying to be different or whatever, but I'm pretty well, sure. They did the same thing um, with uh, WrestleMania with Baron Corbin, or was it before WrestleMania when they did Baron Corbin and um, Hootie Kill, Hootie uh, Murder? He, yeah, Elias. I think it was on a SmackDown or something. He like punted Elias off of like a something and then he fell like 10 feet to the floor on concrete. Seemed to be fine a few days later, so. I guess Joe, we gotta stop doing shit like this. We got this. This is a bad. This this is not a good trend, man. Because it's gonna take away from the guys that are actually doing it. And when these moves happen, like holy shit, moves like no, it's a cutaway. And God knows if there's ever a spot, a high spot in the WWE on NXT, whatever they replay it a million times from twelve different angles. Slow mo. They do that hot take right before the moment of impact. This. The guy does a springboard uh, Macho Man Savage elbow from the ring over the barricade to Adam Cole in the stands on flat concrete, and we got a half cut. That was it. Like, come on. It's just that's the kind of shit that really drives me crazy. Well, that and uh, your favorite segment last week with Timothy Thatcher on the the bro dating game, whatever it's called. <laughs> The Brolywood game, I believe, is something along those lines. The Newly Bro- Bros? Newly Bros, excuse me. Newly Bro game, yeah, with your uh, with whatever his name in the commentary. But I thought I actually I thought NXT was a better show than AEW. Would you agree? Um, the part that I was awake for, I think, was uh, there were a few pieces of NXT that I saw that I did not like. One which we just talked about, um, and then uh, 
the Shotzi Blackheart promo, which or uh, video package rather. Jesus, which I felt was a little bit too uh, forced, but I guess she's gonna run over me with it. I have it, and I'm gonna run everybody over. Yeah, so that seems dangerous. But I guess overall, yeah, from a wrestling perspective, it was good. But I thought AEW had some some good stuff on it last night. I know we're gonna get into the pay per view here, so um, you know the Phoenix and Orange Cassidy match I thought was was good. Um, you know, the, the closing angle I thought was good, even though, I, I mean, I was kind of expecting that or waiting for that to happen. So I thought that was good. Um, I was entertained by the Jake and Arn segment. I know maybe that's not for everybody, but, um, you know, I thought that was pretty good. So they had some good segments. And then of course they, you know, we talked about the injuries beforehand, um, looked like Britt Baker hurt her knee, uh, Phoenix hurt his back or hip or something doing a dive to the outside. And supposedly Matt Jackson hurt his rib doing a dive in the football stadium last night. So, um, I don't know. I guess uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens for Saturday. How that affects the matches. Uh, Granddaddy Meltzer seems to think that uh, Baker's probably not going to be ready. Phoenix will be ready, and Matt Jackson, I assume, is probably going to be able to work. I, I would guess in a ten man, he could probably figure was, something out. But yeah, I was going to say in a ten man, he could probably work around it. But uh, listen, without further ado, let's get uh, let's get to the show, baby. AEW, AEW, double or nothing. This Saturday, you and I predictions. The last, I will say, the last couple of shows, you and I were almost like eerily uh, on the same page. You know, the WrestleMania we did and the NXT show, I think we were pretty close to almost exact on our predictions. So I'm looking forward to see what AEW does. I think there are some matches in here that I, uh, I truly and I honestly can't predict, and those are the ones that I. Um, that's cool, and I'm really looking forward to seeing uh, where they stand on that. So without further ado, man, let's get to the show. All right. Uh, so there's one pre-show match listed that I can see, which is a number one contenders tag team match for the tag titles. Of course, Private Party against Best Friends. You know, this is one of the ones that I'm having trouble predicting, too, because Private Party has been relegated to AEW Dark, which is not a bad thing. Um, you know, they, they have some really good matches on there. And for those that have been watching, AEW has been putting out some really good content in AEW Dark because you're getting to see a lot of faces that you might not be familiar with that you probably will be familiar with soon because they're signing all these people. So, um, I don't know, I kind of feel like uh, Best Friends or what is that, uh, Always a Bridesmaid, Never a Bride kind of deal. They haven't really had that um, that push to the next level and as far as the tag team division goes in Private Party – a loss to the best friends is not going to hurt them. They're very young in their careers, and they're still honing their craft. But um, best friends to me are where it's at. So I'm going with the best friends in this one. Yeah, I agree with you. And I, I was kind of having the same or similar thought process, just in the sense that best friends have been on Dynamite a lot, especially during the um, the empty arena era, I guess, of, uh, of AEW Dynamite. So I think that they are deserving of winning this match and getting a tag title shot against Omega and Paige. Um, at some point in the near future. So that's the pre-show match. Uh, let's go to the main card. There's eight matches on the main card. Uh, just made last night is Sean Spears against the not-retired Dustin Rhodes. Um, I guess Sean Spears winning this. I think Dustin's job is to kind of put the younger guys over, establish them, and get a, gr- a really a, you know, a good-to-great match out of a veteran in Dustin who could call a match with anybody and is still in very good shape inside the ring and does he's 50 almost 50 or something like that he doesn't embarrass himself the guy works probably faster now than he has in 20 years and i think we should expect just a very 
technically sound, well put together soup to nuts wrestling match. So I think Sean Spears wins this one. I'm going to go with Dustin Rhodes here um, for no other reason than it just seems like Spears is. I don't know. He has a, this continued vendetta against the Rhodes family. Of, you know, he had those matches with Cody. Um, he's been blaming Cody for Dustin uh, getting hurt uh, with against Lance Archer. Um, Dustin hasn't been on TV the last couple weeks, so I think uh, this might be a situation where you know Spears is kind of running his mouth to talk down Dustin, and Dustin comes back and gets a win. So I'll go with we'll go with Dustin Rhodes on that one. For uh, I I like that we already disagree. So that, that's a good start. Let's go to so this match. I don't know if it's going to happen. Obviously, we talked about the Britt Baker injury, um, but Britt Baker is scheduled to face Chris Statlander on uh, on yeah. Saturday. So, if that match happens, what would be uh, your prediction? Uh, you know, Britt Baker, even in a loss like in the four way, she lost nothing from it. Um, she's hot right now. She's got you know she's fun to watch. Chris Statlander, though, took an L to Nyla Rose, so it's kind of one of those situations where I I don't want to see either women lose this one, but I think Britt Baker will probably, if the match does go down, Britt Baker will come out the W. Yeah, agreed. I think that uh, if it does happen, that Britt Baker would get the win. I think she deserves it. Very close to getting a Britt Baker t-shirt the other day, by the way, so we'll see if that works out. Good news is that's what we're going to be doing on Saturday, as you and I are together breaking the quarantine. Fuck you, New York State. And, uh, you know, hanging out for double or nothing, which I'm pretty stoked about. <laughs> uh, I guess we'll stick with the women's division here. It's uh, Nyla Rose defending the AEW Women's World Championship against Hikaru Shida. Um, this match is now no disqualification and no countout um, on Saturday. Holy Shida, please take the title off of Nyla Rose. Sorry to be that guy. It's time... Hikaru Shida has been delivering matches on this uh, quarantine epidemic-filled stretch of professional wrestling here. She had a great match with Britt Baker. She's had notable good wins. Nyla Rose Rose is a beast who does not need the title to establish herself as a beast. Um, And Hikaru Shida will benefit from being a very, very good champion. And I would love to see a program between Nyla Rose and Britt Baker, which might be where they're going should Britt Baker be able to wrestle. So my pick, Hikaru Shida. I I would like to see that happen. I would. I'm a big fan of Hikaru Shida. She's had a lot of really good and entertaining matches in AEW, which is most of where I've seen her work. But I just have a feeling that it's not – they're not going to take the title off of Nyla Rose just yet. Um you know, she... This sucks. She, my prediction or just... No, just that if if uh, and when that happens, yeah. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, so that's kind of just my feel for it. I think this is going to be one of her... Um, I think this is her second title defense on pay-per-view. And I just kind of... The feel I have is they're going to stretch her title run out a little bit longer and try to make her more dominant until they decide, whoever it is, they decide to take the, the title off of her. So I'm going to go with... Nyla Rose. In- Not for nothing, Nyla Rose. Like she, there was obviously trouble in the match when that she had with Chris Statlander, and when things went haywire in the four way last night after Britt Baker was hurt, things went haywire again. She is capable in the ring. But she's not that, you know, that general in the ring really that I feel like Sheeta is. So I think they got to get the title off her for the good of the division. That's all. 
Let's go to a straight-up singles match, which they, they made a couple weeks ago, uh, which was after MJF returned. MJF against MJF against Jungle, Jungle Boy. What the hell's going on over here? Jungle Boy? I feel like something like Jim Ross on this thing. Jungle Boy, Jack Perry. Oh, come on. That's because I said... Uh, you know, tight. MJF hasn't lost... Oh, MJF has not lost... Um, I think ever, I think his only loss was in a four-way match, right? Where he didn't even get pins? Yeah, that's correct. So I'm going to say that, and Jungle Boy's been on a hot streak, but I'm going to go with MJF continuing his run here and probably in title contention sooner rather than later. So I'm going to say, uh, I'm going to say MJF. Yeah, I agree. I think I've thought that MJF is going to win this since they made the match. Um, I did hear someone suggest this morning, I think it was Dave Meltzer that suggested that this might not be a bad spot to have Jungle Boy get an upset win. And then it wouldn't hurt MJF too much, which I kind of agree with. Um, and I'd like to see that because I do like Jungle Boy as I'm a fan of his. But I think that MJF winning is the right call at this time and to keep building up his his heat. So I'm going to stay MJF. Did you, did you see Wardlow almost eat shit walking up the stairs? I did. Yeah, I did see Wardlow. Brutal. Yeah. And uh, it seems like they're going somewhere with that too. Wardlow versus Luchasaurus. So um, that's just a big man hoss match that i would uh, i'd like to see at some point too let's go to the casino ladder match so the winner of this match gets a future aew world championship match there are nine participants one of them is a mystery participant so we do not know who the ninth person is but the other eight are darby allen colt cabana orange cassidy ray phoenix scorpio sky kip sabian frankie kazarian and luchasaurus so it's those eight guys plus a mystery entrant. Who do you think gets the win to get a title shot in the future? You know, uh, if and it's for the AEW world title, I'm stuck between three guys. Now, here's the thing. Uh, do we know what's going on with Pentagon? I thought they said something last night about travel issues. So whether that's really travel issues or if it's a you know, quarantine situation, something along those lines. Okay, so my, so uh, I'm stuck between two. I wish I had a coin. I would flip a coin. Um, Darby Allen and Scorpio Sky. I feel like I'm leading towards Scorpio Sky. They've been pushing him like crazy. He's had the vignettes on him. Uh, I think it's a good position if you, if you want to make him that next level guy where he kind of branches out from SCU. Uh, I think this would be the place to do it. So I'm gonna say Scorpio Sky gets the win here. Yeah, I'm going to go with Darby. Um, I think they really have something with him. I think they know that. You know, they, They've pushed him pretty good on TV. He's been losing the matches against the big, the bigger time guys, right, like Cody. Um, you know, each of these guys had a match against Jericho when Jericho was the champion. I don't know if Darby's was for the title or not. I can't remember. I think it was. I think Darby had a title shot and Scorpio had a title shot against Jericho. Um, so, See, Scorpio was the first guy, right? Yeah, I think Scorpio was the first guy to beat Jericho. He beat him in a tag match, and then he earned a title shot. Right, right, gotcha. Later. Um, but I'm, I'm going to go with Darby, and it's partially process of elimination and just partially who I'd like to see them you know, put a little bit more behind. And um, you know, depending on who the champion is, it'd be just I think either way, I think it would be a good matchup for, uh, for Darby. So I'm going to go with Darby in this one. There are a couple of times I've physically seen you jump out of your seat in terms of professional wrestling. I... I jump out of my seat all the time. I'm a giant Mark. Mark is not a bad term. I'm a giant child. I just watched Scoob over the weekend. Uh, 
the couple of times I can remember you physically getting up and jumping up were um, a when the Hardys ran out at Ring of Honor when we were there. Um, B was when AJ Styles came out at Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. I feel like there would be a third occasion this weekend should Orange Cassidy win this match. Sure, <laughs> boss. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I thought you were going to say if uh, if Zack Ryder was the ninth <laughs> or Matt Cardona was the ninth, the ninth entrant or something like that. Um, <laughs> no, not at all. Yeah. Not really interested in that. Uh, who do you think the ninth entrant is going to be now that we're on that topic? I don't know. You know, I mean, you just assume that they're going to debut somebody or there's going to be a return of some sort here. So I, I don't know. Um, really, if, I guess I'm just trying to think about who, who they could do that with, um, you know, of the guys that had been... Ryback. Nope. Not not Ryback. Not that. Not him. Um, you know, uh, Rusev uh, obviously is somebody that I, I don't know if you know if those guys are available, to be honest. So I'm just this pure speculation. They were released, I think, in like March or April. Um, they may not. They may have no compete clauses that are not up yet. Um, oh, maybe Gulak. Yeah, it could be. Could be a guy like him. I don't know if uh, Matt Cardona is available. I don't know if Rusev is available. If they're going to get somebody from New Japan or something like that, there's definitely options. I feel like that that could be there. So, um, I love this though. I love the speculation. I love the mystery. Like they have like one. There's always something like this on one of their pay per views and their big events. And dude, it's awesome. Like I love that shit. Like I, I'm so in on this. Like I don't care if it's. Like, I wouldn't even care if it's Christopher Daniels. I enjoy the speculation going up to it and talking about who it could be. Like, it makes it more intriguing. Like, I'm, I love the whodunits. Remember when the Revival were attacking everybody and they were doing stuff like that? I think that's so cool. I'm interested in it. So I'm really looking forward to this match now. As long as it's not Dwayne Gill, I'm good. Um, let's oh, see. No. It's poison. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, let's go to the tournament final for the inaugural AEW TNT champion. It is Cody Rhodes against Lance Archer. Um, obviously, these guys work through the tournament. Cody has Arn and Brandy in his corner. Lance Archer has Jake Roberts. And, of course, who can forget, Mike Tyson will be presenting the championship title to the winner. Where am I? What planet am I on? This is fucking awesome. Like, a, the sit-down between Arn Anderson and Jake Roberts, I was on the edge of my seat. I want to see those two fight. I want to see a professional wrestling match in the year 2020 between Arn Anderson and Jake Roberts because Arn Anderson said he was going to spine buster his ass. I popped on that. I cannot. I don't know, man. Um, there's Tony Khan said the TNT champion is going to be number two ranked forever, correct? I don't know, but that sounds correct. <laughs> yeah, I believe he said that. He would be the number two ranked guy. Cody cannot wrestle for the world title. Yeah. There's no better spot to put him in than the TNT championship. Um, I feel like it would be tough having both your TNT champion and your world champion as faces. It kind of uh, tightens the reins on the book, I feel like. Um, Man, I'm so torn with this, man. And Mike Tyson going to be there. Jake said he was going to mess with Mike Tyson. Have you seen Mike Tyson lately? The man looks like a, a shredded house. He's in shape. Um, I'm, I'm trying to buy time because I don't know what I want to say. Mm-hmm. I've been thinking about this one for quite some time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, oh, it just hit me. I'm going with Lance Archer. And I have a theory, Joe. Okay. 
I have a theory, but it's one of those things where I don't want to say it because I don't know if this is common. I, I don't know. I, should I give you my theory? I think, I mean, I think you have to now, yeah. All right. I think Cody's going to lose. Arn is going to turn on him, and the Revival are going to beat his ass. And Arn's going to go with the Revival. FTR, whatever you want to call them. Hmm. That's a good theory. Is that, uh, like, like that have people thought about that? Is that common? Because it kind of just hit me. No, I don't know. I, I haven't really read a lot of previews for this show because um, I, you know, especially since we're doing this now, I didn't want to, you know, do research and other people's ideas and stuff like that. Same so I, I don't know um, if, if that, that could be something people have suggested. I'm sure they're going to come in to AEW at some point, right? So it's just a matter of when the uh, revival or the revolt, whatever they're going to be known oh, as. Going oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Do not get that cease and desist from Caleb Conley. Mm. FTR. It's it's just FTR. Just FTR. I don't know if you saw that. You can't say fear the revolt. I did. FTR. I didn't say that. You you just did, but I didn't say it, just so that we're clear. Anybody who's watching this. Well, you said, whoa, whoa, whoa. You said the revolt. Right. You said you can't say fear. No, no. You can't say the revolt. You could say fear the revolt. I'm confused. I'm going to go with Lance Archer uh, in this one as well. And um, there's a lot of different ways or I've tried to look at it. Um, I believe Cody has lost his last two pay-per-view matches, I want to say, to MJF and then Jericho before that. So I don't know if he's going to, you know, I, it's tough for him to lose again, I think. Um, but, you know, Archer just debuted, and do you want him to lose right out of the gate? Um so I'm going to say Lance Archer wins, and Mike Tyson seems to be there to hit somebody in the face. And of anybody out there, I'm guessing Lance Archer is going to be the one to take it. It's either going to be him or Cody, and I just feel like uh, I feel like, I feel like Archer's going to win the title and he's going to get knocked out. That's my guess. So let's go with that. Okay. Two so matches you... left. I'm sorry, were you going to No, wait, two something? matches left? Yeah, I have two. What do you got for me? The stadium stampede match. Oh, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, which is uh, the Elite plus Matt Hardy. So we got Matt Hardy, Adam Page, Kenny Omega, Nick Jackson, and Matt Jackson versus the inner circle of Chris Jericho, Jake Hager, Sammy Guevara, Santana, and Ortiz. And I don't know what the rules are for this other than it's going to be in a football stadium and the ring is going to be at the 50-yard line. So Oh, I did, I did not know that. That's interesting. Um, it's going to be pretty much what you saw. Uh, it's going to, to me, it's going to be Kenny Omega and Matt Hardy versus Jericho and Sammy Huafara on steroids, on the gas, on the juice, as the kids say. Um, I'm going to take it at face value. What it is, it's going to be a lot of crazy stunts. I really can't wait for the jump cuts too. like Matt Jackson's going to jump out of a fucking plane and then it's going to be and then he's just going to be landing on people. It's re- it's really going to be uh, it's going to be awesome. I hope it's shot cinematically. I love cinematic wrestling. It's been so good. I really. Whoa, what's with the face? Why? Why are you making a face? You, I'm, you just wait, I'm just waiting. No, I'm just uh, just, just want to see a lot of lot of. I want to see what Dusty Rhodes used to call it plunder. Right. Want to see a lot of plunder. I want to see some more Hangman because I haven't seen him in a long time. I thought it was cool to see him. When I was watching AEW, like, I didn't even realize he was running for what seemed like 70 yards. Like, yeah. I'm watching it, and then all of a sudden I was like, holy shit, it's Hangman Page. And he leveled, I think it was Jericho, or no, maybe Guevara with the first clothesline. But um, I'm 
it's not going to be Omega versus Okada in a 90-minute match. It's going to be just uh, a, a garbage match. Or To me, it's going to be like up there with Raven and Big Show and Kane, kind of th- that kind of thing. And that's fine, you know, because the rest of the match is pretty much – there are no gimmicks the rest of the, of the pay-per-view. So I think it's okay to put that in a spot like that. You're not going to overdo it. And I, I'm looking forward to it. I think the – I think the elite get the win here. Um, they've been losing a lot, and the only person, however, that I think could suffer a pinfall and be fine with it is Sammy Guevara because he gets pinned and nobody cares because he's really just so good and so funny. Um, but uh, it, it'll it'll be a fun match for what it is. And but I, I think the elite need the win because they've all pretty much been on a losing streak for I don't even know how long. They you got to bring them back. You got to bring back the elite and make them look strong. So. I say the elite. Yeah, I agree. I agree with you. I think I'm going to go with the elite also. Um, like you said, they've, they've been, been away for a little while. Well, the Young Bucks and Hangman yeah. Page have been away for a little while. And um, I think they'll, like you said, I think they'll do this to kind of, I don't think this is a spot where, I know they, they keep, at least they've continued the story they did last night of Hangman Page kind of breaking himself away from them, but still being there when they need him type of thing. So... I think the elite will win this match, and then eventually, I assume they're going to branch off into different things. Like Jericho and Hardy will probably have a match, you know, one on one, and um, whatever else will happen after that. So I'll go with the the elite as well. And then the uh, the last match we have is the AEW World Title match: John Moxley against uh, Mister Brody Lee. Uh, breaking news, by the way, it was tweeted as we were on the air. Uh, AEW posted. Chris Stad versus Britt Baker is going to be a war. Watch these two athletes clash this Saturday, double or nothing. So it seems like Britt Baker may have actually gotten cleared. They just posted it uh, three minutes ago. Oh, okay. So yeah, good news. Or, yeah, I guess either that or they'll come up with something, you know, maybe some sort of cinematic special that you like, and they'll do some sort of backstage brawl and have it be a situation where Statlander, you know, hurts her knee and it's going to be wild and crazy and all stuff. This is what you wanted. You just you. I want just firefly fuckery all the time. That's really what I want. Just, just bring it on. Uh, Mr. Brody Lee versus John Moxley. Man, oh man, oh man. I heard Brody Lee on uh, Busted Open. I think I sent it to you. And I, I, I didn't, like, without seeing a video, never in a million years would I have expected that to be what Brody Lee sounds like. I mean, I've seen him cut promos and shit like that, but hearing him talk, he was. Just like a really well-spoken, very likable, confident guy. Um, I think it's his – I think the cult gimmick, it's not over the top like the Wyatt family. It's somewhere – you know, or David Koresh. Like, but he's kind of the uh, the de facto leader and makes the other guys bow down to him. So he's somewhere between David Koresh uh, and Vince, Vince McMahon and Bray Wyatt. He's oh. some combination of all of them. That's good. I don't think you can have Moxley lose, but you can have Brody Lee lose. Like it's it's a real tough it's it's a real tough match to call. Um, Moxley has done really good stuff as champion. He's had some good matches. He has you know of course with the the COVID nineteen Corona mania running wild, it's throwing a monkey wrench in things. But um, I could easily see. Brody, like a uh, maybe like a DQ or something. But AEW doesn't really do DQs, you know? So it's going to be a clean pin. I just don't see, you know what? I'm talking myself out of it. I don't see them pinning Brody Lee right now. So I think we might have a new AEW world champion in Brody Lee, Joe. 
I'm going John Moxley. John Moxley's going to win. Um, I don't think they're going to take the title off him right now. He's pretty much one of their biggest stars. Um, and, I mean, I understand the Brody Lee thing, and I kind of felt the same way about Lance Archer. So I, one of the reasons I think I took Archer was because I didn't expect, I didn't think they were going to pin Archer and Brody Lee on the same show. Um, well, that's just me thinking out loud. I, was, I wouldn't do that. So I don't know if they're what their thought process is. So I think Archer gets the win in the TNT title match, and I think that Mox gets the win here. I mean, Brody Lee, I like Brody Lee, but he's not, to me, I don't see him as at the level of some of these other guys that are in the main event at AEW. This is probably, to me, the weakest main event they've had on pay-per-view since they've started, um, just on paper. Um, and I, I don't get me wrong, I like Brody Lee, but I'm just not, I'm not a huge enough fan, and I think he can, you know, he can absorb a loss, and he'll just keep, you know, cutting his promos and beating jobbers and ordering around the Dark Order and, you know, whatever. Remember, the, before he debuted, the Dark Order was a dead gimmick, right? Everybody hated it. Um, now I think people just find it a little bit more amusing because he's doing the Vince McMahon ribs, um, you know, on some of these shows. So I think, you know, like, like, when, like you said, they don't do DQs. I don't, especially I don't think they're going to do a DQ in their world title match on a pay-per-view. And I think Mox gets the win and retains and maybe moves on to, I don't know who next for the next show, but I think he's going to keep it. So I'm going John Moxley. You're a little down on Brody Lee. I, I am. I, I am down on Brody Lee. Why are we down on Brody Lee? Why should I be up on Brody Lee? What, what should I? What do I? What should I? Why should I be over the top interested in Brody Lee? I like Brody Lee, mid card guy to me, mid card type guy. That's I, how I see it. I think he's an upper mid card guy, and I think this. I think they're putting him in a position here to get him to that next level. So, for example, uh, you're down on Brody Lee, and I understand that because you know it, it did feel kind of rushed because he came out of nowhere, stole the belt, and bam, right? If Brody Lee puts on a very very entertaining four-star-plus match with John Moxley, whether it be win or lose. Would you be more in on Brody Lee? Um, yeah, probably a little bit. I mean, I, I do think he's somebody that should be protected to some degree on their roster as, like, a, you know, uh, a name worker. But, um, you know, I just don't see... Like, I think he's more at the, like... I know they're saying the TNT Championship is, like, almost the same or equivalent to whatever. But really, it's like to me, it's like the secondary belt, right? Like, it's the, the Intercontinental title. Yeah, it has to, Yeah. Yeah, whatever. The TV title compared or the U.S. Heavyweight title. Yeah. So, to me, he's more at that level. I think that's where I see him feuding at that level with for that belt versus for the world title. That's just how I view him right now. Um, sure. That could change. But, you know, again, that stable that he's that he's leading, you know, um, like I don't who who's in it? I mean we got the Beaver Boys, right? And then uh oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. They left the Beaver Boys behind when they were tired of losing, buddy. They're Stu, part of the Stu Grayson and Evil Uno, who I think haven't been on the show in a while, and then number ten, I believe. So I don't know, um, you know, it's just not to me it's not a strong enough gimmick uh, to be in the main event right now. And I also think that, you know, for the sake of the weekly T V shows and that you want to have a name guy or a very recognizable person as your champion right now. They had Jericho. Now they have Moxley, and I don't think switching it to Brody Lee is the uh, the right move at this time. So, for all those reasons, Jonathan Moxley gets the win. I think I, I I completely agree with what you're saying, and I think it was kind of a rush job to put Brody Lee into the main event, but I think they were kind of handcuffed in terms of options. I think you and I would both be more in on Brody Lee as a main event guy had he had the Lance Archer treatment um, of not only the push behind Jake Roberts, but like 
I, I'm a big fan of Lance Archer. Love Lance Archer. In ring work, I think Brody Lee is a little um is is slightly above Lance Archer. And I think had Brody Lee been able to go in the G1 last year, I think he would have absolutely torn the house down and that gave him the momentum going into AEW. Is that fair to say? Uh yeah, I think so. I think that's and that's the other thing I guess about about Brody Lee is he's coming from you know, he didn't really do a whole lot the last two years or something like that, I guess, like in WWE. Not his fault. But right. Treading just, water may- barely. Like, you yeah. Know. Like since the Bludgeon Brothers and even that, oh, right? Shit. Like, so, I mean, it's it's just kind of, it's been a while since he's been like a singles wrestler with a push. Probably like four or five years, I guess. So, like, again, that's nothing against him. It's not his fault. It's just that that's what happens. And, you know, he's been out of the, the picture and the way he was treated and, you know, stuff like that. So I think, uh, you know, he just needs some time to, some more time to get, you know, uh, ingrained in these storylines and do some different things and show his character to get to a point where he should be in the main event. So I just don't, I think, like you said, I think it was a little bit rushed, but maybe they had a different plan and they had to go with something else because of the, um, you know, the quarantine stuff. I don't know. But uh, anyway, this is what we got. It's not going to be bad. I don't think it's going to be bad at all. I just think that uh, Moxley should get the win. Um, I'm excited for it because I really want him to win you over. I like Brody Lee, and I want him to put on a great performance in this match to where you're like, you know what? I'm in on it now. So going in, like you said, on paper, I think it's a strong card top to bottom. I don't think there are any matches where I'm rolling my eyes at. I'm I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to seeing the setup, how they do it, if there will be some fans there, if there will be wrestlers there. I don't know, but I'm going to tune into uh, BR Live with you on Saturday night to watch. Yeah, man. I mean, I think it's still going to be a strong show uh, in ring wise, and um, maybe they'll have a couple surprises for us. So we'll, you know, they usually do on pay per view. So we'll see. It should be good. Yeah. Um, and if you want something else that's good, check us out at All Night Long WP everywhere. You social media. You have Facebook.com slash All Night Long WP at All Night Long WP everywhere. Uh, we have a YouTube video up last week. We spoke um, to Mike Herman, the creator, developer, lead developer of retro mania and kudos to them by the way not to go into another tangent but they just announced um kurt hawkins and matt Car- i'm sorry uh, brian myers and matt cardona as the last two entrants in their retro mania game that's huge for them and i'm really looking forward to the game coming out hopefully fingers crossed uh this july yeah man yeah good stuff it looks it looks very good yeah i read up on it some more after we did the interview and uh, a lot of cool cool stuff in that interview that people should check out so that should be a fun game when it comes out this summer hopefully and check us out on youtube at lords of pain that's where you could follow us on our youtube or our youtube videos are uploaded there thanks to the guys at lords of pain.net uh really taking care of us and uh getting us to an even bigger audience so for that another edition of the all night long wrestling podcast is in the books enjoy all out this weekend i'm sorry double or nothing this weekend and we are tapping out <laughs>